0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Bay Presbyterian Church on this Lord's Day. It's good to see all of you and good to be back with you. Kathy and I, of course, were away from you last week doing about 2,500 miles worth of driving and a lot of eating. Good to be here. Hope all is well. See, uh, even more of you have made your way back from the far north and some even all the way over from uh, Bonita Bay. Good to see you all. Gary and Diane back there. Uh welcome one and all. It's a delight to have you. And I'll go ahead and say this, we have at least one birthday today. The birthday girl Mary Cowling just told me a few minutes ago that today is her birthday. Now, I'll let her tell you how old. I don't do that sort of thing. But anyway, got some announcements. Let me run through these quickly. Just know that our screens are not working as they should this morning, so we've missed out on some announcements and those sorts of things. So I really do need to emphasize uh, some items. First of all, welcome. If this is your first time and you have not before filled out one of our welcome cards, we would love for you to do that. You can just jot down the information and drop it in the offering plate in a little while, and you can find one of those in a little pocket behind a chair nearby. But know that we are blessed to have you, especially if you're visiting with us. Uh, Just note the... uh, event schedule in your bulletin, all the things that are happening in December as we celebrate this time of year, choir rehearsal Tuesday, both December 5th and 12th at 6 p.m. for those who would like to join us. And now I'm bringing out the hammer for those of you who know. Our Christmas dinner is coming up this Friday at 5 o'clock. Great food, great fellowship, and beautiful music. You will want to be here for it. So please come and join us as we celebrate our Savior's birth. Meat will be provided, turkey, ham, and beef brisket. What else do I need to say? And uh, we've got some of the best cooks around. And so we are uh, asking for side dishes and for you to sign up if you plan to come. And that sheet is right over there by that door on the on the podium. I don't think we have one on this side. so. And if you don't get signed up, call in the church office. Just... Let us know. Send up a smoke signal, an airplane with a sign behind it, whatever you have to do. But let us know you're coming so that we can be prepared. And if you could bring something to let us know that, enough to share for about uh, eight to ten people. And music will be provided by our wonderful, talented uh, musicians here at Bay. uh, And we will enjoy it thoroughly. So that's Friday at 5 o'clock. How was that for hammering? Everybody get that? Okay. Now just to make sure you had it. Please take out a sheet of paper and a pencil. I'm just kidding. Just uh, remember other things that we have going on. Uh, Among the things that are not going on, however, we will not have our Thursday evening Bible study during the month of December. We will pick up with that beginning in January. Stay tuned. We'll have more information about that later. Note that you have the opportunity to place poinsettias. In honor or memory of loved ones so please uh, see that uh, note there we need to get those in if you plan to do that one other item that I have that I need to mention just ask you to bear with me it is December and I want to remind you as we're looking at budgetary issues the Lord has blessed us this year but uh, we're we're hoping for a, a good December in terms of giving and
1: one of the ways that
0: perhaps you might donate that you haven't thought about uh, has to do with your IRA and uh, Mike Collins has given me some information here that I think is extremely helpful as the deadline is almost here Friday December 31st is the deadline to take your 2023 required minimum distribution RMD for IRA owners age 72 and above are you aware that by making any part of the RMD a qualified charitable distribution by naming a charity like Bay Presbyterian Church just for example as the payee you can fulfill three important objectives a QCD counts toward your annual RMD this uh, qualified charitable distribution is not included in adjusted gross income on your US income tax return and A qualified charitable distribution fulfills your desire of generosity to charity. Further, when a charity is named as one of the beneficiaries of your IRA, the transfer after death is without U.S. income tax, while bequests to individuals are taxable. So prior to directing this required minimum distribution from your IRA, as a qualified charitable distribution, consult your tax professional. And as usual, Mike has covered that thoroughly. So I have this if you need it, or we'll send it to you. Otherwise, how grateful we are that the Lord has so generously given to us. He's not concerned about write-offs or tax exemptions. He has granted to us immeasurably from his grace as he has poured it out upon us in abundance. And we rejoice in this Advent season, knowing that Christ has come. Since the early 19th century, at least since 1839, as I have been able to tell, a practice has developed that has come to be known as the Advent wreath. The first time, apparently, was a Lutheran pastor brought a wagon wheel into a church with candles on it to be lit to remind people of the importance of the coming of the Lord Jesus, who is the light of the world. Now that evolved into greenery, which is a wonderful way of demonstrating eternal life. Evergreen trees are a symbol of everlasting life, and the candles that are placed within the wreath, of course, remind us of Jesus, who is the light of the world. And So I've asked Ken and Jill Bosman to come and read for us and light our first Advent candle this morning. And so in contemplation of that glorious gift, we celebrate this coming of the Christ child who is God with us and worship being a celebration. We rejoice in knowing that a Savior has been born, has been given even unto us. Oh, the joy. May God bless you as you think about that. And if you can't ring the bells, ring your voices as we stand together and sing a glorious hymn unto our great God. O come, O come, Emmanuel. And as you remain standing, refer to your bulletins as we'll have our call to worship. I'd like to ask our person designated for that to come up and lead us now in our call to worship. Joan, thank you.
1: Good morning, church family. Good morning. Our call to worship is Isaiah 9, and it's inside the front cover of your bulletin. Please join us in great joy as we read these words from the bible the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light those who dwelt in land of deep darkness on them has light shone. You you joy. They you as a joy for to us the child is born to us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name
2: shall be called the Lord of Mighty God, everlasting Father, Christ of
3: As you remain standing, let us go to prayer. Almighty and sovereign God, we humbly gather in your presence, acknowledging the profound depths of your unmerited grace. We acknowledge that it is only by your boundless love and mercy alone, through Christ alone, that we can even stand justified before you. We are thankful, Lord, that you chose to call, regenerate, justify, adopt, and sanctify us that one day we will be glorified and see you face to face. In our feeble humanity, we confess our utter dependence on your grace, recognizing that our righteousness is but filthy rags before your holiness. Through our lives and the word of scripture, we see your predestined plan unfolding Choosing us not for our worthiness, but for your purpose and glory. Grant to us, O Lord, the wisdom to grasp this, the richness of your grace, which redeems and sanctifies us. May we, as vessels of your grace, reflect your love to a hurting world in need of salvation. Let us never forget that in our weakness, your grace alone is sufficient. Lord, as we more and more understand your word, may we be transformed by your grace, becoming instruments of your love and mercy. We ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Come now, Lord, and be with us. Amen. Let us now confess our faith through the Apostles' Creed. We'll read together. and is seated on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of the saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated, and may it be so.
1: is the reading of the word of God. Isaiah 55, 1 through 7. Come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear, and come to me. Hear that your souls may live, and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon.
3: Our ushers will come forward. We will now receive gifts and offerings. While they do so, are you not reminded that as we go through our service, we are reenacting scripture? Heavenly Father, we approach your throne of grace with hearts full of gratitude and of reverence. We are reminded that we give not out of obligation but in joyful obedience to your commandments and out of overflowing love for you. You have bestowed upon us the immeasurable gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ, and for this, We are profoundly thankful. As we bring our gifts and offerings before you today, we do so with hearts that are compelled by love and thankfulness for your boundless blessings, blessings that are in reality too many and too great to even count. Your word instructs us to give generously and we do so willingly, recognizing that all we have is and always will be a gift from your hand. May our offerings this morning be a fragrant offering, pleasing to you, and may they further your kingdom's work here on earth. Bless these gifts, the givers, and the hearts from which they flow, O Lord, and use them to bring glory to your name and your name alone. In Jesus' name we pray.
4: stand now and sing, come thou
5: And please be seated if you take from your bulletins the uh, prayer sheet on one side is a prayer sheet on the other side is uh, installing instant directory on your mobile device your phone or your tablet a lot of people have had their picture taken for our directory and have not been able to take advantage of its access through your mobile device whether it's a phone or a tablet very easy. The instructions, you could go step by step and uh, you could get that installed so you can see the happy faces of the people of Bay Presbyterian Church. And now if you would uh, take a look at your prayer sheet, um, we have Ann Price who is having surgery tomorrow for an aneurysm, a rather tricky procedure for the particular type of aneurysm she has ask for prayer for that, for Jack Saxer, who has uh, cancer in his tongue, and um, he is coming up on some surgery in the next week or so, so we would uh, invite your prayers for them as well. So please pick out two or three of these for which you would pray, and um, pray silently, and I'll conclude us after a time. Let us go to God now in prayer. A great God and Heavenly Father, how we thank you today for the privilege of prayer that you have made it possible for us to communicate with a God who spoke the worlds into existence. We don't deserve it. We certainly have not earned access into your presence. We thank you for our Lord Jesus because it was through his finished work on the cross that we now have access into the very presence, the very throne room of our God and King. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great nation in which you have placed us, and we would pray for this country, thanking you for all of those who, who are making uh, huge sacrifices so that we might sleep peacefully. We pray for the men and women of our armed services and pray that you would keep them in perfect peace. We pray that they would turn their hearts towards you at times of great crisis in this land in this world and we pray god that that these men and women would be, would receive blessing from you for the work that they do as ministers of peace heavenly father we would further pray for those who are struggling with health issues thinking particularly of of Jack Saxer and Ann Price, and Rex Sims, Heavenly Father. We pray for Rex as well, who is uh, recovering from a rather serious surgery. And God, we pray your blessing on him. And uh, we pray that for these three, and for those we have listed here, we pray, God, that you would draw near to them, that they would be aware of your presence, and that the great physician is by their side we pray that you would give them peace in, your, in their hearts through uh, the procedures uh, that are upcoming, and we pray that they would not know a moment of fear. And so God, we pray for your strength. We pray for the, the skill of those who tend to these folks, God. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good ministries with which we're associated, and we would pray for these. Uh, thinking particularly this morning of Operation Christmas Child, We know of the great work that they do, sending millions of uh, toy-laden shoeboxes across the face of this planet to bring a little joy into some children's lives, but to bring the gospel message to them as well. And we pray that that would be an effective ministry even today. And we thank you for the Pregnancy Resource Center and the hope that they are providing for uh, young women God, we pray that uh, you would bless their efforts, that they would continue to see uh, people come to know Jesus through the good ministry of those folks there, and that uh, children would be saved. God, we thank you for the privilege of worship, and now we pray that you would, by your spirit, rest upon our pastor, that you would be moving in our hearts and minds, that you might open our eyes and ears to the gospel, because today, Lord, we would see Jesus. We make
0: a prayer his name. Amen. To God be the glory, for thus we celebrate the Lord our God, who is so gracious, giving to us his own dear son. So many things to celebrate this season. Mary's birthday today, my dad was 92 last week. The Monday prior to that, our grandson turned two. My wife Kathy had a birthday on Friday, and man, we've just been eating the whole time through. And then tomorrow the 4th of December marks the 50th anniversary of the calling to order of the first General Assembly of what became the Presbyterian Church in America. We're a member congregation of that denomination and we're marking our half-century mark. I'll be saying more about that next week. We have so much going on today, I I didn't want to say a great deal about it, but I want to give praise and thanks to God uh, for this uh, denomination. And yet, we recognize that the Lord is at work, people throughout the world that ultimately in heaven will not be divided up by denominations, right? We'll all be Presbyterians, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But giving thanks to the Lord for his faithfulness, that in the course of centuries, God has been faithful in saving a people unto himself and keeping us for himself. And so today we think of Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so I ask you to give your attention to God's word found in Isaiah chapter 7. We'll read verses 10 through 14 as we prepare to come to the table of the Lord Jesus. Let us think upon these words. As the Holy Spirit himself inspired them, may he illumine them to our hearts even now. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name. Emmanuel. May God bless this reading of his word. May his name evermore be praised. Amen. And so, we gather today to worship a God who is. That sounds awfully elementary. After all, it seems like, you know, a football team, not to bring up any sore subjects. For some of you, for others of you, cause for rejoicing today. It's almost like being a member of the NFL and the coach walking in the room and saying, hey everybody, this is a football. <laughs> of course we know of God. And of course we believe that he exists. But that is the most profound thought that we can have is to know that there is something because God exists. After all, something can't come from nothing. And we see the world today twisted in knots and all kinds of confusions, confusion and uh, all sorts of obfuscations because of a failure to recognize that basic fact the assertion is that somehow everything that is did come from nothing without anyone initiating it how is that even possible those of us who have been enlightened in the knowledge of the truth see the ridiculousness of that but nevertheless we acknowledge that we worship a God who is at the very beginning of the scripture And at the very beginning of all things as we know them, the Bible says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The heavens and the earth are here because God initiated that creation. In fact, He performed it, He did all that's necessary for everything that is to be here. And He continues to govern it. He is the greatest reality of all. And we also see in that same passage that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And we begin to get just a little hint of a distinction among the persons of the Godhead. Certainly not fully revealed here. It's not as if Moses, in recording these words so many centuries ago, understood fully the Trinity. After all, here we are on the other side of all of that. The Lord Jesus having come and the Holy Spirit having been poured out. And we still are grappling with this notion of three persons and one Godhead. But even so, a distinction between God and the Spirit of God, the Spirit hovering over the face of the waters, God being sovereign over it all. And then throughout the rest of the chapter, we read things like this, and God said, and God saw, and God separated, God called, and God said, and God made. God, the initiator, the one who is performing all. And and we begin to get a sense of our own existence and the way in which we all have come to be blessed by God's favor. After all, it's not as if creation were begging to be put into place. Nothing can't beg for anything. And those of us who have experienced salvation have experienced it entirely by grace. It is God's doing who has initiated from first to last. After all, as we read in Ephesians when Paul says, for we were dead in our sins and trespasses, it's not as if dead people beg for anything. It is God who graciously has given So in the act of creating, God is demonstrating his grace even in that moment. You're thinking, wait a minute, I I thought grace happened after people fell into sin. We've got grace in the New Testament. People say all the time, well, the Old Testament is law. The New Testament is grace. Listen to me. Get this. Grace saturates all of Scripture. Even from Genesis 1-1, we see God graciously selflessly lovingly creating and bringing into existence what was not. We are a people who would not be a people except that God made us so. And so when we come to the New Testament in John one, 1 in the beginning do you hear those words in the RK, in the Greek those words in the beginning are calling us to remember back those first words in scripture and yet John is giving us more light In the beginning was the Word, the means by which God communicates, the means by which God makes himself known. He created the world, but now he is making himself known through his Son. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We worship a God who is. And oh, what a detriment to our lives and our existence because we fail to acknowledge him from our educational system to the living out of our lives every day, living as if he's not there. Trying to instruct and train and equip ourselves and the next generation without talking about God is like trying to talk about aquatic life, fish, without ever discussing water. In God, we live and move and have our being. He is the greatest reality of all, and we worship him. And so when the prophet says, you will call his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel means God, God. With us because God exists and He is the rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, the scriptures tell us. And we worship Him because He's made Himself known. How else could we know? Oh, yes, I know that all of creation testifies to His existence. We say this often from looking out at the beautiful sunset on our west coast of Florida to just seeing a baby, you know. Being a grandpa, by the way, I've got a tie clip on. that has my grandson's initials on there. I just want you to know one of them. We've got three. EPW. You know, you look at these children and you think, wow, how beautiful. And how much does human life testify to the one who created us? But then when we look outwardly and we see the world around us, Whether we lift our eyes to the hills when we're in the mountains or whether we lift them up to the royal palms and the sands of Florida on the flat terrain that we live on, all of that bears testimony to the wonderful existence of God. Notice how in our scripture it begins by saying, Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Now remember I said grace is on every page? Think about this. God had already spoken to Ahaz through the prophet Isaiah. And Ahaz had basically said, no, 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 I don't don't need to hear that. The fact that God comes back and again speaks is a gracious act. It's not as if we have been asking for the word of God. And yet even when we reject it and fail to listen, again God speaks. And so he is revealing himself to us. He spoke to Ahaz. And the Lord himself is the one who ultimately gives a sign. Because nations are arrayed against Israel as we see that there's nothing new under the sun. Even in the Old Testament and thousands of years ago, uh, these nations had had conspired against the covenant people of God. Syria and Rezin were coming against them. And God intended to send the king of Judah a sign, even though he was not one who reverently worshipped God. Yet a sign would be given. It's a gracious act. We see time and again, for example, as in Genesis 15:1, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. You don't even have to know what precedes that. It's just simply the fact that after much had transpired, the word of the Lord came. We take that for granted when we read in Scripture. As I grew up in the old King James Version, thus saith the Lord... But how wonderful it is that God has spoken. So he's there, and as Francis Schaefer has said, he is not silent. He is there, and he's revealed himself. He has made himself known. That's why we're here. We know who to worship, not just what, but we know him because he has gone to such lengths to tell us of himself, but ultimately not merely telling us, but coming himself in flesh and the word became flesh the incarnation that's what the advent that's what christmas as we speak of it popularly is all about his becoming flesh revealing himself so that we might know who he is when we look at the lord jesus we know who god is and apart from him we cannot know god the bible and the lord jesus himself thus declares and so 50 years ago and Immediately preceding that, running up to it, groups of people began to see the need for the, for the reformation of the church, and when reformation became seemingly impossible, a new denomination was birthed, one that would be true to the scriptures as the word of God. That's no small thing. We don't worship the Bible, but we nevertheless acknowledge it to be God's revealed word, And so throughout the ages, God has always had a remnant of people who have recognized that he has spoken through the prophets and through all who were the means by which words were put onto parchment or to pages. But ultimately, he has spoken to us through his son, as the writer of Hebrews has declared. And there came a need for people to take a stand mid-last century and to affirm again that this is the word of God. And thus, we hold to it. We believe in it. We understand that these words are life. And we understand the need to believe what's contained in the scriptures. And a way of referring to that is the Reformed faith. It's simply a way of expressing ourselves as believing in biblical Christianity. And then, of course, the Great Commission. The three legs of the stool that hold up this church, so to speak. (laughs) Believing that we are to go into all the world and proclaim the good news of the gospel to every creature. What good news? The news that God's given us, not what we've discerned by looking into a microscope. Though we're thankful for those instruments and the many good things that have resulted through people exercising the ability to uh, to do science and to bring good findings to light, so that wonderful things can result. I've got doctors in the room, so I want to pay homage to that. We are grateful for that gracious way in which God has enabled us to understand the world by studying it. But let's know this. Eternal life comes to those who believe in the word that God has communicated to us, believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Emmanuel means at least that, that God is, and he has made himself known.
1: And then most astoundingly,
0: he is with us. Ultimately, that's what Isaiah wanted Ahaz to know and it's what we are to know that's what the angel communicated in the New Testament that he will be called Emmanuel hearkening back to this verse words spoken centuries before Jesus came 700 years before Christ came and yet they speak ultimately of him not just an immediate birth that would occur in the time of Ahaz and Isaiah, but one that would occur centuries later in the ultimate fulfillment of it. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Oh, we take for granted. Oh, of course God is with us. But what a revolutionary idea and notion that is, that he is not removed from us, that he didn't simply create things and then go off on a cloud somewhere to meditate as deists would believe. But he is with us in a way so that he remains distinct. It's not as if we're saying that God is everything. That's animism. You know, looking at a tree and saying, oh, that's God. And my neighbor and saying, oh, he's God. And my dog and saying, oh, that's God. We don't believe that. We believe there's a distinction between the creation and the creator. Yet God is with us. He came and demonstrated that through Jesus Christ. And now through the person of the Holy Spirit who abides within us, that ultimate fulfillment so that we worship the Lord our God wherever we are. You didn't have to travel here to worship today, but we do it because God enjoins us to, to assemble ourselves together with others. Look, We worship wherever we are and because God is with us and he blesses us and strengthens us and brings grace to bear so that when the Lord Jesus died on the cross, when he took upon himself our sin, when he paid that debt and became our atoning sacrifice. All of that is made effectual to us because the Holy Spirit, taking what Christ did, has come into our hearts and applied it to us so that our sins have been washed away. And as He continues within us, we grow and become more like Christ by His power. He is with us. The Word became flesh and dwelt, literally, tabernacled, camped out among us. And finally, we see in the Revelation the ultimate fulfillment of this. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him, will serve him. They will see his face. What we now know by faith, we will experience then by sight. God will dwell in the midst of his people, and there will be rejoicing, even as there is for those who have gone on before us. A friend of ours just left us in the last couple of days, Larry Carpenter. I know you didn't know him. He was in Locust, North Carolina, but Larry was a wonderful, dear soul. His wife, Brenda, left a couple of years ago. He celebrated his 84th birthday, and then the very next evening, he was in the presence of his Savior. Now, we can celebrate birthdays on earth. Kathy's taught me how to do that. I thought I knew what birthdays were growing up. In Kathy's family, there aren't birthdays. They have birth weeks and birth months. And 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 so I didn't object to that whatsoever when she brought that into our marriage. And, and I love that. But hey, listen, what celebration is there on earth that can compare to that which takes place before the presence of God? Did you read that? Did you hear me when I said that first part? No longer will there be anything accursed? No more the futility of, of living in a world that's under the curse brought upon us because of our sins but all of that will be removed sin will be no more as surely as there will be no more cancer there will be no more need for surgeries for aneurysms there will be no more need for heart surgeries there will be no medicine to be taken there you're not going to have to visit your pharmacy because the full benefits of redemption will be realized when we are in the presence of God all because of what Christ has done. He has come to be among us. He has come to be with us in order that we might forever be with him. Emmanuel. Gracious God, our Father in heaven, blessed be your name, as we praise you for our Savior and ask, O Lord, now, as we come to the table of our Lord Jesus, that we might come with discernment and understanding recognizing the one who died, realizing that this is his supper, instituted by Christ for our benefit. Bless us, Lord, as we continue to worship. In the name of Jesus, amen. And so we now come to the table of the Lord Jesus as these uh, trays are here. You see them on this table. And as we often do, I want to simply point out to you, this is the Lord's table. There are some traditions in the world that when the Lord's Supper is celebrated, you have to be an actual member of that particular body in order to partake of the elements.
1: That is not a
0: requirement here. We recognize that the church of the Lord Jesus exists throughout the world without regard to particular denominational identities. All that to say, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ today, you've made a public declaration of that faith in in somebody where the word is taught, the gospel is preached, You are welcome to join us at this table. We all come today as family. It is important that you've done that. I also want to emphasize the importance of believers, those who have trusted in Christ and made a public profession, come confessing sin, acknowledging guilt, trusting in the Father through the Son for forgiveness. It's important that we do that, and so I encourage you in it. But otherwise, we read in the Scriptures in Matthew chapter 26, beginning with verse 26, the Mount of Olives. And so we come to this place as this is the table
1: of the Lord Jesus and remembering that he had with him on
0: that night in which he was betrayed his disciples and we together come and at least figuratively we are all gathered around this table for we realize that Christ is our high priest. You're not coming through me, but we all gather around the table in recognition that Jesus Christ is our Savior and our great high priest. We have bread. on the Lord Jesus. God and Heavenly Father, we give you praise and thanks, O Lord, for this meal, for the bread, and for all that it represents, and for the cup, knowing that the Lord Christ drank a bitter cup, a cup of wrath, and yet we, today, experience bread broken for us in order that we might be nourished, and a cup of blessing, recognizing that through the blood of Christ, our sins are washed away, and so our Father. that inasmuch as we come by faith and partake of these elements by faith that these ordinary elements might be blessed of you to an extraordinary use that we may experience the Lord Jesus here and now giving thanks that you, through Christ and the blessed Holy Spirit are with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so the Lord Jesus, having given thanks As the Lord Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me.
5: or nevertheless not my will but your will be done and so it was that the Lord Jesus did indeed drink to the dregs the cup of God's wrath on the cross and as pastor pointed out the cup we now drink is the cup of blessing because that cup has been emptied that cup of God's wrath so we drink of the cup of blessing and we drink together so as we pass the elements I would ask that again the elements so that we can take together. If this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this in remembrance. Jesus, thank you that you drank of the dregs, the cup of God's wrath on that cross so that we might partake of this cup of blessing. Drink all of your love. The Bible says when they had sung a hymn, they departed. Let's conclude our service here together today as we sing together a communion hymn for Christmas.
0: an opportunity to make available to you. We have a few people designated who are going to come up to the front just now and be available to pray with you. As uh, we conclude, I'll pronounce the benediction. If you want to pray with someone, they'll be available here. Or otherwise, as you go your way, go with God's blessing. So may grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit be with and abide with you all now and forevermore. And everyone said together,